We're off with a bang. We're off with a fucking bang. With a bang. I thought we could dedicate this to... um, This is the start of the episode. I thought we could dedicate this episode to a... uh, an H&A recap. We could all talk about our experiences at H&A and what we thought about it and uh, just do a quick recap because that seems to be like the uh, seems to be the the content on every other podcast in the world that I listen to. So I just wanted to give my recap of H&A. I thought it was uh, less attended than last year's H&A that I didn't go to. Um, and, you know, the DeWalt... The uh, the Dewalt lawnmower catching on fire was certainly uh, a highlight for me. I don't know if it was a highlight for you guys watching the videos of that thing burn. Yeah, and yeah, I, I would say the most honestly the most disappointing thing about H and A for me personally this year was I only saw like one tilt rotator video. <laughs> I and didn't see no way. because everyone was at H and A. There was far less tilt rotator videos because they were all there. So I realized I'm addicted to tilt rotator videos. And those two or three days of H&A, there was only one. And I almost had to go by my own just so I could watch it fucking spin because there was no videos of other people spinning. Which which booth did you like best, Mike? Which tilt rotator booth did you like which, best from H&A? Uh, I saw the Encon outdoor booth because there's oh. also the outdoor and the indoor. I yeah. saw your your team competing in the uh, the installer championships, Chad. How did you guys? My my team. Yeah, in my the installer team. championships. I saw. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how they <laughs> they they managed to be at two different places at once. They worked this weekend installing big roll sod, so I don't know how they made it to both both sites. I think they did pretty well in the championships. Um, nice. Yeah, that's a that's a feather in your cap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something to for the resume we'll stick it in the resume stick it in the well next year i'm entering a team so you watch out how how does that work is it how fast they install or how well they install or i don't know how many how many freeze thaw cycles does this thing have to go through before they can crown a winner i think zero zero so it's completely fucking meaningless no it means something to the people i I think you're really minimizing this well i might be but um I'm sure me, whoever won is very proud. Yeah, and they're probably pissed off that I said that. There are prizes. Well, the only people that listen wins. to this are so, in Australia. <laughs> so I don't think they were participating. So I don't think anyone's that over, overly pissed off about it, to be fair. <laughs> but, okay, so does anybody know the criteria for this? Is it a... I'm going to take a wild guess and say that I think like the first round is speed. And then the second round is more creativity. Like you have a timeline and then you, you do whatever you can do and then it's judged. And then that's how, uh, you know, there's first, second, it. third or whatever. Uh, I have no idea. Probably they probably have some sort of panel. Do you think they wrap a chain around it and try to pull it to see if it's good? <laughs> <laughs> How many times did they pre-compact? Do they sand I, these jobs? I don't think they sand it. <laughs> no, no. The lines never look right till you sand it too. Uh, I yeah. Unless you pre-compact, then that fucks up your lines anyway, right? Pre-compact. <laughs> 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 uh, well, we got, we got uh, LO Congress to look forward to. Are you guys gonna go to that? I'm gonna go. It's been yeah? three years now. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I used to love to go. They didn't ask me to speak, so they can go fuck themselves. Have you spoken there before? <laughs> oh, lots of times. Really? I've always I, you got you forget how far my star goes. Yeah, you're right. You you don't understand the kind of reach I have when you when they when Landscape Ontario needs someone to drag their ass around and speak for free and charge nothing. I used to be on their their Rolodex. Like, boom, call Mike. He's an idiot. He'll do it for free. He won't charge us anything. We'll make it like we're giving back to the community. Get Mike in here. Yeah, I don't know. I did it like three years in a row. The last wow. year they had it, I was in a... It was a whole bunch of designers. It was how do you come up with creative ideas thing. And it was a whole <laughs> bunch of designers. Like, you know like the foofy downtown designers and Mike, That's Mike. sitting there <laughs> and they all had these like super prepared presentations. Like, I mean, like really prepared. And they're like, what are you doing? And I don't remember what I was doing, but I was like, I didn't prepare anything. It's supposed to be creative. I'm going to create it while I'm up there. They were like, you can't do that. I was like, what? <laughs> I right you can. Yeah. I don't I remember thought... what I, ta- I should look that up. I don't remember what I talked about. I thought That's... Nancy did all your designs. It wasn't, it was at the designers conference because they always have the designers conference the day before Congress. It was at the designers conference, but it was about creativity and how do you come up with ideas and creativity? And I don't, I honestly don't remember why. I don't know why they would have asked me to do it. I know they didn't pay me anything to do it. So <laughs> like if no one liked it, if someone Wait. was at that, that's listening to this and you didn't like it, well, whatever, I didn't get paid. So you get what you paid for. Did everybody else get paid? Have you asked if the other presenters got paid? I'm sure they got paid because they're smarter than me. Uh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sure they, I'm sure, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they were like really honored to do it because it was like the designers conference. And I was, maybe they just needed someone for comedy relief. That could be a thing. They yeah. must also get speakers that are willing to do it for free in order to pitch their products, like the marketers, the marketing companies, and like the some of the LMN. consultants, LMN, something like that. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people do it for free. I'm gonna Ooh. say at Hardscape H and E on the Instagram impression, synced up looks like they're having way more fun. I don't know jack shit about any of these programs and how well they work, but just based on it looks like who's having a better time, Synced Up looks like they're partying. Like they look like they got their shit together. I don't know if that's true. But if you had to pick a place just purely on who's cool, I think Synced Up's cooler, man. I don't their program could be total ass. I have no idea. It could be amazing too. It, but they just seem like they got they got it together or something. Maybe I'm crazy. I'm trying to, I guarantee I have that presentation. Trying to find it on this computer. It's not going good for me. I don't know how to do two things on a There's no Paver King speech at LO Congress this year? There is no Paver King speech. It's still early. You have months left before you. I'm sure we can set something up, though. We'll put you on a soapbox and. Way in advance. Okay, hiring ad, Mike Pennington CV, social selling social selling i have all kinds of these like presentations saved but i don't know i'm trying to find oh designer presentation 
Oh, designer wind presentation. I don't know if that's the right one. Designer turf care. I did like tons of speaking before the pandemic. I have multiple. I yeah, I don't. You're the most <laughs> decorated truck driver, I think. <laughs> did you enjoy that, Mike? Did you enjoy doing the the speeches around? Because you went to a few different places, didn't you? Did I? I actually liked it. Yeah, I had fun yeah. with it. I I mean, whether or not anyone else enjoyed it, that would be a total I different. I only saw you speak once. That was at the Permacon conference. That must have been just before the pandemic or a year before. And you gave that uh, Wolfpack speech. Oh, yeah. That's when we had the Permacon Wolfpack. Yeah. I don't know. Did you think I did an okay job? I thought it was great. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah. I don't think Permacon management loved that one. <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it wasn't their favorite thing I ever did. I wasn't supposed to speak at that conference at all. Oh, really? And in the hotel room the night before, they were like, oh, you need to kill five minutes at the conference. And I was okay. What do you want me to talk about? And they're like, whatever you want. That's not a good decision. I know that's not a good decision on your part in advance. I knew. But so you, I you gave it, the hangover speech. Yeah. Uh, that word Alan for words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think almost exactly word for word, which is where <laughs> I think I ran into the problems, you know, in terms of uh Here's here's a file called Paper King Quotes. What do you think that is? Oh, it's all the quotes I ever did in my whole life. Oh, that's boring. That is not what I want. Are those one-liners? <laughs> Your one-liners? No, they're like actual quotes. Like, you know, they're all the tattoos that he wants to get. <laughs> I don't want any. I have, for the record, I have a tattoo. Can you? Guys, I know we talked about this. Can yeah, you yeah. still see me right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Nice. I just can't see you because I'm looking at all this shit trying to find this chad when are you getting the not our finest hour podcast tattooed well let's hit top 10 first top 10 <laughs> oh good worldwide gosh. and then uh worldwide <laughs> worldwide oh man worldwide. so you're saying you're never it. gonna get it no i i i don't know um <laughs> that's pretty impulsive it's been what how many episodes are we eight <laughs> We think, have more uh, than we have more than eight recorded, though. I don't know. We have, we have a lot. We have a lot more than eight, just because of the um, the two episodes the that we split up yeah, together. The extend, right? the extended hour, yeah, yeah. But even What's weeks up? recorded, we're probably at like fifteen guys. You think so? I think so. Holy cow! We started this in July. What's the oldest quote that you have access to right now on your computer? Oldest quote is probably something from the Bible. No, I'm talking right. about like landscaping <laughs> quote. I don't have any what? landscaping quotes anywhere. Okay, so here's 39 Kilberry. You want to see how much I quoted 39 Kilberry in 2000? Oh, I thought this is in 2004. Like, 39 Kilberry, 2004. Let's see what I quoted. I'll pull that up. I can find that. This is this is what people want to listen to. They want to listen to. What I quoted at 39 Kilberry in 2000. Now, there's also a drawing that I did by hand for 39 Kilberry. And I can tell you it's a straight up front walkway. Same as every other thing I ever fucking did in 2005. <laughs> I got a, a neat little. So my my program does this thing where it. Out of your quotes and your estimates, okay. it'll tell you. Here's, how many. I, Go ahead. 
Do you want me to read this to you? Yeah, yeah. I, I fucking love this because this is let's keep in mind that this is from this is the difference in landscaping today compared to this is probably a quote from 2003-2004 remove and dispose of sod existing patio stones and topsoil supply and install HPB as base material which proves that I was using HPB in like 2005 uh, <laughs> supply and install Newtonbrook artisan series pavers for front path Supply and install Newtonbrook Artisan Series wall system for step. So we're doing a front path and a step here. Total cost, including labor, twenty-seven fifty. Wow. Plus GST, one hundred and thirty-seven <laughs> to bring it to a grand total of two thousand eight hundred eighty-seven dollars. Wow. A walkway for ants. A walkway. A walkway for under three grand. I, and we probably would have made profit on that. Well, yeah, fuel prices. Come well, on. I, don't, I have no idea. What, well, there's a, I even did a drawing for this $3,000 project. Ooh. Yeah. This drawing is terrible. I, I have no You'll idea. You'll have to post it to our Instagram page. Yeah. We need, Someone, we need some activity there. I mean, I, <laughs> I posted a video. So this quote is actually from 2009. So in 2009, I bet I I never did this fucking job. I bet this is when my my life was sideways. And I probably quoted this like in 2007. or I don't know why I have a a 2009 job. Hmm, That's interesting. Probably because I was quoting like for the year before. Here's another one. Wow, this one is equally shit. Path we- to gate. <laughs> so anyway, what, what, maybe I should post this. So someone on my video of myself procrastinating doing anything in the yard today, last weekend, noticed the Veloster and mentioned it. Who was that? I saw that. I don't know. Someone who listens. I have somebody on my yeah. YouTube channel. Oh, I, I forget the name. And I'm sorry because I know you listen to this. Who's been uh, posting funny comments on my videos like this job site is lacking heart tools. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> fire the heart tools back up. Chad, have they ever pressured you? Like, no, hey, bro, I, have, I haven't heard that- word one. Like they lost my number or something. They never had my number, but they. I'm going to message him and be like, why the hell aren't you bothering natural design? (laughs) (laughs) Really want to see what he could do with that whippersnapper. So uh, Hayden Everett, uh, I assume you listen to the Not Our Finest Hour podcast. Thank you for your comments. He says uh, this job site seems to be lacking in some hard tools. So uh, that's great. And our, our Spotify, Not Our Finest Hour, this is a good time to ask for ratings and reviews. Because we've never done that before. And we do have 10 five-star reviews on our Spotify. Oh, uh, shit. Not our finest hour. I don't know what the what the um, Apple podcast yeah. looks like, but ratings and reviews helped us. And I'm pretty Thanks. sure that the Spotify one, no one in my family wrote one of those reviews. The Spotify one, there's no writing. You just like, it's only a five-star system. So you click. So it's nice and easy oh. if you're listening on Spotify, you just click and then click and it gives us five stars and that does help us. Hmm. Hmm. Great. We've so, never asked for reviews, so I figured 
we should do so, that. Yeah. I think we should definitely ask for reviews. Positive or negative. And we can also read all of the Apple podcast reviews. And we've already done so because we've only got three. So yeah, we read them all. <laughs> so if you're listening on Apple podcast, you leave us a review. We'll read it here and uh, on this podcast and give you a shout out. Right. So. What else happened to you this week? I had a fucking meltdown last Friday, like really? an embarrassing meltdown. I was fucking mad. Holy shit, I was mad. Oh, was that um, one the, the? No, not the. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear that story first? No, I hear the other one because you were more embarrassed. <laughs> the other one you posted, it was awesome. Oh yeah, because that's I, happened to me in those machines so many times. I was like, "Fuck this you, thing, fucking sucks." That you couldn't reach it, like, okay. Backstory. Are we talking about the same one, the Zoom Boom thing? No, we're talking about the when the Kubota was in regen. And you were oh, like, stupid fuck. fucking shovel, oh, this fucking right. stupid thing. So, Can't so. use the twisty bucket. <laughs> I was like, oh, Mr. Oh, Fancy Pants used to your twisty bucket. <laughs> Who's fucking laughing now, motherfucker? Apparently, <laughs> there's an easy fix to that. Apparently, you hit like the right button or something like that and yeah. It's just a command, like it cancels the command or something, and then you can use it. Like it's completely not a big deal, apparently. I haven't had the chance to try it, but seemed like a big deal then. It, it was a big deal because I didn't know any better. I never claimed to be smart. The best thing I don't you know do how to run don't my know. own fucking. Stu- the best thing to do when you don't know something is swear and yell on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good corporate policy. Yeah. It's, what was the other yeah. thing that happened? Oh, so you didn't see my video of those. So the fence guys, they're like super safe fence or something like this. They mm-hmm. they they do the perimeter fencing for all these big commercial jobs, right? Um, they were stacking the fence. It was piss pouring rain this day. We're trying to get some sod done. Um, it's piss pouring rain out. These two guys are stacking the fence on our wet, muddy topsoil. Um, <laughs> and they, they've got a cage probably, I don't know, probably 30 panels high of fence right um and then why would they want to drop through the mud i don't know i don't know these and then these guys like had a brain epiphany or something like this where they're like well how are we going to move these now they're stuck in the middle of the fucking field and so they walk back and forth on the phone for half an hour talking to their boss or something like that and then decided to get the zoom boom and this girl comes over in the zoom boom and it doesn't reach the the fence. Like she can't bring it close enough to get the fence. So for the next half hour, they're back and forth in and out with the zoom boom, trying to get it to reach far enough. And they're not even fucking close. They're like a good 10 feet away trying to get this thing to reach. Right. And I don't know. We had a good laugh about it, but so then, then the foreman of the job, for some reason, took it upon himself to hook a chain up to all this fence panel and pull it 10 feet closer and then get underneath it. When it was literally two minutes of handwork between just picking them up and putting them on the forks. Why were you mad about this? I was having a rough day. 
to start. But... <laughs> so you hadn't yelled at these people? No, no, no. I never said it. I oh, just, I thought you uh, said you were yelling and screaming and, and no, had that, an embarrassing meltdown. That, that was oh, Friday. okay. This was Thursday. It's like, man, these <laughs> fence people got the brunt of something. No, this is a whole different. Me- I didn't melt down at the fence guys. I called them idiots, um, and I took videos of them. Well it was, pa- was very passive aggressive. Um, but anyway, if they were my workers and I saw them on the phone for half an hour because they couldn't get the fence stacked properly, I would have, I would have lost it. They wouldn't have been my workers. Well, why did you actually lose it? Um, so on Friday we had two trucks worth of big roll. So I think that's a hundred rolls of big roll sod. And I get to the site in the morning and there's no cars in the parking lot. They're flagging all the cars onto the road. Like, what's going on here? Oh, the paving prep guys are here. They need the whole parking lot. And I have nowhere to unload a hundred big fucking rolls of sod. Um, yeah, so, and the my contact for the civil was on holidays. He went away somewhere. So I couldn't call him and yell at him. I had no one to yell at when I needed to yell. So there were these blocks of wood in front of my skids here and I threw them really far. I almost snapped the leader on one of my trees, actually. <laughs> I was just having a fucking meltdown. Um, but anyway. What did you do so, with the sod? Uh, we unloaded it in the parking lot anyway. Because what else are you going to do? It's perishable. And it so had to go down. were the parking lot prep guys happy to go home on Friday? No, they didn't go home. They worked at the back of the yard or the back of the, the property. And I worked at the front, um, but the curbs weren't even done. So I don't know how they were doing pay prep without even having the curbs done. I don't know. They, they weren't getting as far ahead as they thought. In they the were. fall, people do everything out of order. Yeah. Shit. yeah it's they true. just want to get it done. It's just all about getting it done. Yeah. Backwards. But I mean, we're the same, right? The curves aren't in and we're doing top flow. Are we going to have a Not Our Finest Hour podcast meetup at LL Congress? Let's do that. Yeah. We should record an episode there. Maybe not. Those guys from from Outdoor Life podcast, they recorded a whole bunch of them at H&A. That was one of my highlights. Definitely. That was really cool, actually. The booth that they had set up there to cancel out the sound and everything. They did a really good job of that. When they did like quick cut video to some viral rap music of all the different people that were in the booth, one of my highlights, you know, <laughs> the quick cut video of not really knowing who anyone is with the viral music. Great, great fucking job, boys. Highlight of H and A right there. Now someone's going to tell them and they're going to, they probably don't even know who the fuck we are or care. So there's that. Well, you've spoken that- so many times. Everybody knows who you are. That's in that, Canada. That booth was sponsored by a manufacturer of a certain sand. <laughs> <laughs> we could get some sort of sponsor to set up a booth for us at Elo and uh and hammer out some podcasts. You think we could? I I have uh no ambition to do set up anything right now <laughs> at this point in the season. I don't know. Maybe like January 1st, I'll have some sort of ambition to do something. Yeah, well, then the LO Congress is over, bro. 
was no, January it's in 3rd. January. January sixth. Yeah. yeah, we got five days. Yeah. Well, the five third in the cloud. I'm gonna tell you right now in the cloud. <laughs> 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 I saw a triaxle. So last week I saw a triaxle dump truck get completely lodged underneath a bridge yes. on my drive on yeah. my commute. That was wild to see. So did, yeah. was that guy driving at the bridge with the box up? Yep. And you saw it. I so it, he was coming the other way, right on the highway. So I didn't like see it happen, and it was like 300 meters ahead of me. But I heard the noise and I saw the so I see this truck rolling and just bouncing like crazy and smoke coming out the back and he doesn't have his box. And I'm like, that's not how a truck. (laughs) (laughs) So then once it registered in my brain, I saw the box on the angle lodged in the um, in the underpass. And I'm like, oh, I need to film this. (laughs) Yeah, you posted it on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that was wild are, to see. Are those things not PTO driven, Mike? Yeah. Like a, okay. So you have to engage so, the PTO for isn't that not on your dash? Like Well, he was leaving a site and he just never put the box down and drove out. Really? If he was on the uh, highway? So well, was the talk- highway's under construction, so it's probably oh, going right from the it, highway. He yeah, was yeah. pulling out of the job site right onto gotcha. the highway. So yeah. I was talking to one of our brokers who used to do asphalt. And he was saying that it happens with asphalt guys fairly frequently. That uh, makes more sense. Because they, their boxes are up. You, you have your box up in the spreader, and then you pull ahead to a clearing area, and you get out and you clear the excess off the bottom of your box. You clean your box. <laughs> then you put the box down, and then you go to um, – you move, you move on. But he was saying that sometimes – guys are on the phone they're distracted they're doing this at two o'clock in the morning and they take off i don't know if that guy was paving or not who wedged it i know he was dumping gra- like but he just if you ever driven a triaxle dump truck man when the box is up in the air even driving on a job site is hectic i can't imagine going on the highway at 100 right. that part of this stuff always i just find crazy like i don't i have no idea how someone could drive that truck with the box up in the air and not know it it boggles my mind. It just you have to be really fucking high. <laughs> That's the only way to explain it. Because it's at six a.m. So yeah, that doesn't stop a trucker. Wow. <laughs> Are we yeah. going to marriage trucking now? Perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> let's, let's run that down. Let's I know. Just... Not not in my personal career, but I know quite a few of these guys. Not saying all truckers are like that, of course. Well, and then the same day in Stouffville, a guy cut short turning into a, uh, the dump in Stouffville and literally laid the truck down in the ditch on its side, fully loaded. Wow. And it was there all day, that truck. And then a live bottom cut a site short corner and put a four-leg live bottom in the ditch, too. Wow. All within the same hour, because my Facebook MTO feed was on fire. Wow. It was all all within an hour of each other on that day. Wow. Was, and that's why truck insurance is so fucking expensive. No doubt. Yeah. It has nothing to do with... We got new insurance. 
Oh, you did. I switched uh seven thousand dollars cheaper. Wow. Oh, wow. I think significant... that's my whole policy. No, really? yeah, for liability. I think that's what I pay a year. For your a for your vehicles? No, no. The vehicle I think they're about a hundred bucks each per truck per month. Does that sound right? Yeah. No, but I don't have I don't have like I have one tandem and a couple or one big single axle, but I don't have tri-axles. And they're not new, right? So I don't know. Uh so the new triaxle is four thousand a year. And the older triaxle is thirty five hundred and the two bin trucks are thirty two hundred a year. That's not bad. And then or the pick, the 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 four pickups, because we have four pickups are I think they're all around a hundred bucks a month, hundred and twenty five yeah. bucks a yeah. month, something like that. Yeah. So, but the that the tri I think the triaxles for four grand is probably a bargain. Yeah, it seems like the first yep. time I ever asked for insurance on a triaxle, they told me fifty thousand a year. Wow! And I was like, if you don't want my business, just say so. And then the <laughs> next quote was twenty five thousand, and I already bought the truck, and I was like, okay, we're fucked. We already own this thing. We have to insure it because I bought it before we got insurance. I didn't think it was a big deal. I was pretty fucking wrong about that. You know what? I should check. I have no clue how much our tandem is costing us an insurance. I just say, we bought this truck, insure it. And they say, okay. And then they send me the pink slips. I You should look into it. I should look at that, yeah. Maybe if you had one of these many... Uh, programs you would have an idea um i think we shouldn't mention anyone until someone sponsors us how do hardscape will sponsor us you need a you need my spreadsheet chat exactly <laughs> how come mike gets it for free i gotta pay for this <laughs> he didn't say you had to pay for it he said well use it on your it says you're discontinuing it why are you discontinuing it i can't say just yet but that will well what? How far are we back on episodes? Okay, so I think I can say why. Can I? Can I say why on this podcast? Are you guys okay? I don't with that? care. Of course you can. I asked so, you. <laughs> <laughs> are you okay with if I tell you why? Well, I fucking asked you the question, so I so obviously I, don't care. I think I can say because this episode comes out three weeks from now or something like that. It's I'm turning it into a software, so it's pretty much wow. reached the point where like. Updating it anymore just doesn't make sense. So I've got the software is under construction and it's pretty much done at this point. So cool. So can we use that software? Yeah, absolutely. Sick. <laughs> Are you going to get a booth at Congress? No, I don't plan on doing any of that crazy stuff. Is it really I, that crazy to get a booth at a trade show? I mean, I'd rather crazy. go to a trade show and kind of enjoy it as an attendee. I, I've never really wanted to be there in a booth and, you know, Why even, you even the idea these? of a meetup kind of seems like I, I'm, I wouldn't be a big fan of doing something like that. I don't think you're not a fan of a meetup. 
no just because i'd rather just like walk around and do do my own thing <laughs> i don't know i i just can't imagine sticking to a schedule like i i see some guys from h and a so, have to be like so here at this time and here at this time well, that's not a meetup a meetup's like let's have lunch at the restaurant at 12 oh okay and that just makes like a little bit more sense well you want to have like a, a meetup in the west corner of the building at 7 a.m. and meet up on the east corner of the building at 10 30 and we'll do another meetup central building at noon i no, i was saying like we should have like a well i'm just not people... good with schedules so like i don't like making a schedule fucking own a company. i'm that type of guy i know right <laughs> and that's going real well right now so <laughs> i thought you were on your last job i am yeah how's the mud mixer Oh, uh, that comes next week. Well, I'm going to pick it up next week and I'm going to use it next week. So, yeah. Why are you on your last job? You're throwing in the towel after this? Well, it's a big job. It's going to take uh, me like another okay. four weeks uh, or so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. So it, that, that kind of locks me up for the remainder of the season. And I lost two employees in the last three weeks so i'm by myself with a part-timer because hiring somebody at this point in the season just doesn't quite make sense yeah yeah so you lost them like they didn't have a google map to the job (laughs) (laughs) they were they were driving the triaxle and they got lodged underneath (laughs) (laughs) No. So if you're so when you hire an employee, being that your work is very spread out, right? Yeah. Do you how like if I'm looking for an employee, I look for someone in Durham region because right. that's where the majority of our work is. And if we disperse from that area, we go together in a truck or something. And so most of the people we hire, we would want to hire somewhere from around our shop. Mm-hmm. How do you handle that when you Like have for such you, a wide area. Yeah. So, so still the majority of my work comes from Kitchener. Like I'm like 80 to 85% of my work comes from Kitchener. So I hire Kitchener primarily that, and they have to have a vehicle. So that, that kind of locks me up there and that's worked out well till now. And then I, I just got to take the off season to kind of reevaluate what I'm doing, where um because like i i really want to really start to establish roots and i I think just in my personal life we got to figure out kind of where that would be so that i can actually start to get some roots planted in the business if that makes sense yeah so if you're going to stay in toronto you want to hire people from toronto and try to find work in toronto yes yeah You need to open like a satellite division in Kitchener. Like, oh, no, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't think so. You need to find someone in Kitchener that's like owns their own business, but isn't good at finding the work and then go find work for them and get them to do the work. And then you can focus your Toronto business in Toronto supported by your Kitchener business. I've always been like, I've I've always had a hard time subbing any landscape work yeah. to people. Like I'm, uh, I always felt iffy about it. It's tough to find the right people. Yeah, I know, but it's like anything. Yeah, I suppose, right? 
But how would you feel as a client if they don't give a shit? They want. They don't give a shit. I've never had. I don't think we sub out quite a bit of like. Obviously, everyone knows. Like posted on fucking Instagram that yeah, Matt from Apex is doing jobs for us. Like I'm not hiding anything from anyone. I don't lie about it. I don't. I just we project manage people's projects, and honestly, when the project comes in successfully. We haven't had, do it again. Yeah. haven't had one person say one word about anything. I've yeah. we've subbed out. Uh, I subbed work to DPR, like decks and uh, buildings and interlock. I've subbed out tons of stuff to DPR too. They've come a lot of qualities there, yeah. right? Like I'm not I, I've gone to, to yeah, I've gone it's to like just... a lot of job sites where like the client wasn't happy that it got subbed out, but there's a reason for that because the quality was shit. So yeah. yeah. You have to be careful who you hire. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. to hire, t- like, if you take on a bunch of work without a plan and then try to sub it out, you're going to get shit. If yeah. you communicate with high quality subcontractors and ask them where gaps in their are in their schedule and then work hard to fill those gaps, that's a different situation. Yeah. I, I like that mentality. You know, that's um, how we. I would be more like, say, you know, Matt from Apex is a very high quality subcontractor that works for us. I communicated with him about where the gaps are in his schedule. And then we filled those gaps with him. And I knew I would fill a couple weeks at the end of the season. So I reserved a couple weeks at the end of the season. And he just finished his second project for us at the end of the season. Well, he did three for us this year, but, you know, he, that's how I think it works. Going out and selling fuck tons of work with no way to do it and making crazy promises and then literally just shoving anyone you find that can meet the timeline there, I think that is unsuccessful way to yeah. manage subcontractors. Yeah. And I think that's 90. I think the way I do it is probably in the 1% of yeah. how, yeah. how people do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that I'm in the majority by any stretch. Yeah. But you've even, also got that network, right? And yeah. I think I think a lot of maybe maybe a lot of young guys come into the industry wanting to do that if their game plan is to subcontract and try to just pick up anybody, right? Yeah, you just have to, and you have to manage a job, and you have to watch what people are doing, and they have to, and people have to. In general, ninety percent of the population that I've met don't want to do shitty stuff. Yeah. They usually don't know or they're not instructed properly. Right. It's not because someone woke up in the morning and was like, yeah, I'm going to do fucking shit work at this house. There are some people that wake up and say that, but most people <laughs> end up doing shit work because they just, <laughs> they just don't know how to do good work. And no one's managing them to help them succeed with good work. That's. Does the well, client contact you, Mike, or does the client talk to contact Apex? Us. Oh yeah. Yeah. They deal with, our project Kelly's our project manager and Nancy's a designer and then they deal with me as well so then they know like right off the bat hey if there's a problem you contact us you don't really yeah. talk to the contractor on site well it depends what the problem is you know yeah I trust our our subcon like our you know our subcontractors I trust them to make the decisions yeah so if it's if the client says I want to I don't like this arc. I want to arc this a little bit differently. I don't think they need to call me about that. That's like a foreman decision. And on if it's an on-site foreman decision, 
I don't have a problem with them making it because they're our on-site representative informant. Gotcha. We had one big job Matt did for us this year, and at the client meeting in the spring when we closed the job, I she said I really like people here in May, and I said, okay, well that's not happening for our people. I said we have a very trusted subcontractor we've worked with on very large projects before who's heavily experienced. I can call him and check his schedule, and then we can manage the project with him doing the work. And she was, yeah, absolutely. If you trust him, then that's no problem. Yeah. It's not. It's not necessarily like people don't care what's in my experience. If you're doing a high quality of work, people don't give a shit with the sticker on the. And our trucks supply all the bins and all the materials. And Kelly stops by every day, and I stop by, and like it's. It's not free. I think one of the problems with a lot of subcontracting in any business is people regard it as free money. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like Chad's whole commercial business is subcontracting. So is mine. You're subcontracting yeah. from the um, civil. Yeah, from civil. For sure. Yeah. Right. I but mean, you might do some some direct client work. We try not, not to, actually. I prefer not to, to deal with... Um, uh, builders from out of town and shit like that. Like, I like the buffer of having a local civil contractor that we bid with to um, shoulder some of the problems that can happen on site, right? Because no matter what, I know that that civil contractor is going to pay me. Even if they get fucked, they have to pay me, right? Yeah. Um, which I honestly prefer. Plus, I know them and, and we talk and we can shoot pricing and help each other out on site and all this stuff. Right. So yeah, like I'm not opposed to, to subbing or uh, either doing sub work or subbing work out to others. It's just, we have such a limited scope of professionals in my city that um, it's hard because anybody who's good, you already work with in another way, sort of. Yeah. Right. So. Well, you're like, in a smaller. Yeah. It's, it's different though. Like I would absolutely love to, to do some sub work for um, like a big design build company or something like that. Like uh, Matt hardscape auto is doing phenomenal designs and stuff. Like sometimes I just wish like, just throw me on a job like that. Let us knock out a couple of those. So I don't have to think and I don't have to communicate. Let, not that I'm not going to communicate with the client, but uh, just let me go to work. Because sometimes that clears your brain so much. Mike, do you do the clients reach out to you knowing that you're the project manager, or do you meet with the clients? Like, at what point do you discuss that with the client that you're going to project manage and subcontract that out? Sometimes we don't. It's just the crew that shows up. Oh, okay. They don't. Again. I, we haven't encountered, um, we probably will now, because I said we haven't, so for sure, <laughs> whatever I'm doing tomorrow will explode in my fucking face. But we, I, I, we haven't encountered that, don't encounter that problem as of yet, but sometimes, like, that was a very big job. It, for us, it was a large job, so that was sometime, a time I mentioned it. This, if it's I, I bring it up with people. The last one that Matt did for us wasn't a huge job and I just didn't say anything and the people didn't say anything and he did a fucking amazing job, got it done on schedule on time. I think too, 
subcontracting doesn't work if you don't price jobs properly. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you don't price it properly, then you're in trouble from the get go, and now you have someone else doing it, and um, that's not going to bode well for you if they end up there a couple of days extra or. You know, a lot of all our subcontracting is all um, by the hour too. Ah. There's nothing advantageous about them cheating or going faster. Not that they would, but you know, there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing advantageous with them to get it done quicker and think they made more money. So right. For them yeah. to take the time they need, I'd rather have them. Yeah, that's the right way be confident and have the time take whatever time it needs to do the job right and if i didn't if it takes them five days and i priced it for four that's my fault not theirs i didn't price it right Hmm. that's learning curve and then if i use them again i know that they right they work on this schedule when we when i ran lakeridge i bid jobs based on who was doing them yeah you have to like which crew because one crew was way faster at planting than the other crew and one crew was faster at pavers than the other crew and one crew excelled at residential but was slow and it could just i would price it for the crew i mean we weren't I mean, that doesn't work if you have 50 crews because you can't control it enough but when you have three crews it's pretty easy to control who does what and where they go and yeah you know, if you know there's planting on a job, put the planting guys there and take them off and move them to another planting job and move the hardscape guys there. Don't let someone doesn't have to do it start to finish. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, a perfect world they would, but that's not always a perfect world is not always a profitable world. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I've never had, I, I've never had a big, someone had a big problem with it. I'd be like, okay, cool. Whatever. Well, We'll wait then. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Hey, remember when we talked about that insurance thing and that guy was supposed to come and either take, take my blood, blood or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he actually took my fucking blood, guys. Really? Like, yeah. Like I was sitting at the kitchen table and this guy puts on his gloves and everything and he's like, Don't worry, I'm gentle and me with needles, holy shit. I'm not a needle guy, right? But my my daughter's sitting on the couch. She's like, Da da What's he doing? I'm like, he's taking my blood. <laughs> so, so if anybody out there is looking for personal or private insurance, how's that go? Anyway, they may come to take your blood at your house. You're um, not a fan of needles, but you're not tatted a fan up hand. Not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> it's Why isn't it the different. same? I'm just asking. Like, I don't. It's uh, it's not a. I don't know. It's a fear of like medical procedures maybe like anything in that realm of like taking blood or like being put no i'm not afraid of being put to sleep that's kind of fun um <laughs> like I, that's like a holiday but uh um i don't know i can't describe it. it's a phobia you can't describe that but um anyway he came to the house took the blood and i guess i'm fine because i'm insured now that's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how in depth they take five vials. So five. that seems, seems like, like a lot. lot. That I, seems I, like a lot. Yeah, 
I think that being said, the, I have no frame of reference for how much blood someone should take. I think that's like the gamut. Like five is the most that they take. Five or six, I think. I used to get like monthly blood tests and it was like two vials. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Five, five is like, oh, wow. He's Maybe using he your blood for, for something else. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's auctioning it off online. <laughs> Maybe. I have the blood of Chad from the not our finest hour of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> he's, headed to, he's headed to Dominican <laughs> with the fucking DNA. <laughs> gonna auction it off when he gets off the plane. Fuck. Yeah. We booked our vacation too. We're going we're going to Dominican and we're going nice. to Costa Rica. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, that'll be fun. You know what? Do you guys get this at this time of year? People always want to tell you how great the weather is. You must love this weather. Oh, this is great for you. I Every time I hear that, fuck, it drives me wild. Because everybody thinks, like, this is bonus time. Like, this is bonus working out, working season. It's not fucking bonus time. It's October. There's tons of working time left. It just drives me up the wall. Anyway, that's a rant. Isn't that's the weather good for everybody? Like yeah. this weather must be great for you. And I'm like, why? Does it being sunny in 18 fucking suck for you? Like, why is it only good for me? Yeah, why is it only good for me? Yeah. Did you wake up this morning and be like, fuck, I was hoping it would be two and raining. This is yeah. bullshit. My yeah. life is ruined. But it's great for the landscaper. Like, this weather's good for everybody. Yeah. Everyone loves this weather. Yeah. I opened the sunroof on the way to work this morning. Whoa. Stared at the stars. Nice. Cruising them. Uh, I turned on the heated steering wheel on the Veloster. It's a great dang. morning. We stopped starting work at six last week because we just can't see anything. It's useless for an hour mm-hmm. to stand around and wait for the sun to come up. So where where were you at six? Though? Were you at the shop or were you on the job? So whenever we were out of town, we'd get in the trucks at six, load up or whatever, which is fucking useless, dangerous to be loading in the dark. Um, but, and then we'd leave at 6 o'clock to go to our job site in wherever, wow. an hour away, two hours away. But now that we're local, there's nothing we can do before 7. So guys meet at 7 at the yard. We load up and get out of there. Go to the job site. Are you guys morning people? Or yes. you night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm in bed by like 8 o'clock. I don't function well in the, at night. That's why I'm, oh, at night. I'm, I'm the weak link on this podcast because we always record it at night. <laughs> If we recorded this set of a bitch at six five fifteen in the morning, I would crush this motherfucker. <laughs> That's when I'm I my whole life, all the major decisions I made literally since I was like a kid happened. And these are these are decisions that vastly impact your day moving forward, happened between like five and six in the morning. Because that's yep. when all the that's when all the crews went out and all like if you don't take the right truck or the right like everything happened from like five o'clock till six and then the rest of the day is affected by those hours so i think my brain is trained to function and as the day wears on there's less your brain can do to help you and landscape yeah if you yeah. fucked up at five o'clock in the morning you the fuck up is still affecting you at five o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> like True. if you didn't bring the right piece of equipment or you didn't like that fuck up is endless so my brain functions I mean, if we were recording the podcast, then I don't even know if I'd need the rest of the, uh, you two. I could probably go lone wolf. 
if it was at five o'clock in the morning. Bone wolf, this son of a bitch. Like, but because it's at seven or eight at night, my brain is so slow to react to anything. Yeah, I. Uh, Are you a morning person? Mike? Me, no, not at all. <laughs> no, uh, like, like I'm up till probably about midnight each wow. night, and that's where I get like most of my work done in terms of like office work or whatever I'm doing online or whatever. But like, I I hate the mornings. Uh, what? I, what time do you hit the site in the morning? Like, are you a seven o'clock start on site? Are you? Uh, like... probably about seven thirty. Okay, that's not bad. I, I want to be on the road. I want to be on the road by six six fifteen. So Jesus, if I'm working in Kitchener, sleep? then I'm there at seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. So where do you keep like basic tools? Do you have like a storage locker in Kitchener yeah. or something? No, no, I got a storage locker in in the condo. So it's packed. <laughs> but how do you, so you, what you haul a tamper from the storage locker in the condo to the truck? Oh no. I've like, I've got a trailer in Kitchener and if I need anything, then I just kind of haul that trailer to the job site basically. But everything else goes in the truck when I need it. So it's like a tool trailer. Yeah. And so you keep that somewhere in Kitchener? Yeah. What's the location so we can rob it? <laughs> my my tool trailer hasn't left the yard all season really yeah we got a, almost broken into last fall on our last job and i've been afraid to take it anywhere all season so we just leave it there and in the winter three quick cuts got stolen out of it so wow it's no better at the yard i suppose but someone broke into your trailer at the yard well it was unlocked right like oh, well, I feel like that's not even breaking and entering. Oh, that's fucking just entering. Sure, shit. If you're on my property and you're not supposed to be there, yeah, that's trouble. I swear one day I'm going to end up flipping someone's fucking car with this skid steer. Dude, like if I don't know that car and it's in my yard. How often does that happen? Actually, like a couple months ago, um, there's an intersection right by my shop, uh, four-way but it was closed because they were doing repairs. So there's like a back route from, I don't know, a hundred feet off that intersection uh, that goes through my yard and you can cut the corner. And I saw this car come around and I thought it was someone I knew. And I was in the skid steer right in front of the guy. And I thought I knew him. So I slowed down, but then he went around me and sped up. And I swear I was going to smash him with the skid steer. Just because, like, I knew he was just trying to cut through the yard, and I didn't appreciate it. But uh, have you ever tried to catch a car in a skid steer? Because you can't. <laughs> Do you have a gate at your yard? Uh, yeah. Well, it's never locked, but we have a gate. <laughs> it's there for sure. So someone, someone went through the unlocked gate yeah. to the unlocked trailer and took three quick cuts. Yeah. Are you sure they stole them and just they're not using them oh, somewhere? Yeah. They're gonna bring oh. them back? No, they'll never I'll never <laughs> see them again. I've checked Kijiji and shit for months. You know, I'll never see them again. But no, I have no sympathy for thieves. Like if anybody oh. takes something that's not yours, like not an an ounce of sympathy. Like agreed. A, Mike, I, have you ever had something stolen? Have I? Yeah. Uh I had a sick 
like you mean in general or from landscaping stuff? From landscaping, yeah. Oh, uh, nothing major that I remember. No. Some I had my I had like a super sick fox body Mustang with a Dutch package and a big saline tail and stuff, and that got ripped off out of my driveway when I was a kid. Dang. I was like maybe 18, 19. I was devastated. Mm-hmm. That was like the sickest car. It was so cool. And Chad, there was just the three quick cuts that you that you never had ever gotten stolen? stolen. Uh yeah, I think that's it. I don't think I've ever had anything else stolen. One yeah. time one of the companies I worked at, the entire shop got gutted and everything was stolen except for the jumping jack. They left it behind. Mm-hmm. You know why? They, they knew it didn't run. Because it, it didn't work. Yeah. It was so dead. That, yeah. It was <laughs> like it might have been an inside job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I remember at one of the yards, they put up all these fucking security cameras. And I said, what are those for? And I, they said, to catch people stealing. I said, what, like to catch us stealing? <laughs> and they were, no, no, to catch other people stealing. How the fuck would you know who they are? The only people you catch with security cameras stealing are your own people, because at least you can have fucking identify them. So what? Guy in a hood stole our fucking saw. Great. Glad you got that on film to make you feel better because you ain't getting anything from the cops with that. It's the only reason you have security cameras in your yard is to stop your own people from fucking stealing from you. Well, I'm getting them anyway. <laughs> I, th- I think insurance appreciates it. Like, I'm not worried that my guys would ever steal from me, but I think insurance, the insurance company would like to. They would love it if you did. Yeah. Yeah. Insurance so. loves cameras. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. They're insurance. We, huh. Because we switched insurance, we've been having all these discussions about insurance. <laughs> it's like, I don't, no one, do you even, like if your tool trailer got ripped off, you'd probably get nothing for the tools that are in. Yeah. I don't even think I'd claim it. Like my deductible is probably higher than whatever they stole. It's so fucked. Like, why bother? Like, I know why we all pay, but everyone's out. Well, I would, I'm not going to get anything for that. Or I wouldn't get anything for this. Or I wouldn't get anything for that. This is so fucked up. It's like this industry where they just take money from you and they never pay out anyone. Yeah. 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 I've never had to claim, but oh, we claimed when one of the guys hit a Tim Horton sign. But that was liability, right? Not theft or anything like that. Right. It's, uh, How much was the sign? $10,500. How much was the deductible? Uh, 500 bucks, I think. So. How much did your insurance go up? None, because we quit doing snow after that, mm-hmm. after that season. Mm-hmm. It actually went down $5,000 because we got rid of our snow liability. Do you want to hear? Did I? Did you guys ever hear about the time that someone in my city, contractor that I work with quite a bit, um, they were plowing in front of those Tesla stations, um, and someone had forgot to hook up the the charger from the Tesla station, and it was in the snow, 
and their tractor sucked it up through the blower and fucking pulled the whole um, charging <laughs> station down. So that's a $50,000 problem if you do that. Oh. Um, and I can't like, and uh, this is something that I'm sure has happened to at least more than one person, right? Like if it's buried in the snow, you don't see it. You don't expect in the middle of the night to, to get out and have to check that all these things are hooked up. But that seemed, fuck, what a nightmare. I'm glad that wasn't me. That would be amazing. Why were they using a snowblower attachment? Because the, uh, apparently he likes when the tractor goes around and does the, the perimeter, like against the curbs and stuff. Or oh, maybe within a corner. Yeah, with a like a snowblower on I the I love everyone's right, like so. totally different way they plow snow. Yeah. Like everyone has their own. Their own way. Like some people use those back drag or those giant wings that stick out the back of their truck. That doesn't seem like a practical situation. Yeah, that, that seems like an accident waiting to happen. But some guys love them. I don't know. I miss Wait, snow. Are you guys doing snow this season? No. no. Neither are you. I'm going to plow the yard. Yeah, I'll plow my yard. Don't worry. I'm sure my insurance company is searching my Instagram to see if I push anything. That's oh, Checking out my Instagram. Do you think they are? Think they, they did. Oh, they did. They told me they did. Wow. <laughs> Not the one company we have now, but the company we were with, they wanted to raise our rates because on our website, it says we do, we manage asphalting your driveway. And then on Instagram, I posted a video of a paving company paving a driveway for us. And there was a dump truck with a box in the air who was one of our broker trucks. But they started accusing us of hauling hot asphalt, which is a separate insurance thing. I was like, we don't haul hot asphalt. I've never, hot asphalt has never been in any of our trucks, ever. The brokers that we have haul hot asphalt. Or have they haven't this year because they've been brokering for us, but they have in the past. But I, I've never done it. But yeah, they were searching our Instagram and everything. Wow, it was actually one of the things that kind of turned me off about them. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. You. suck it, and privatize my account, make six hundred illicit, illicit comments. <laughs> they didn't even ask for your blood. They never asked. For my blood. <laughs> See, apparently it's more okay to ask for your blood than it is to look at your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that didn't shut you down. Like, come yeah, get my blood. Like, come and get my blood. Just don't look at my private Instagram. I, it just turned me off. I was like, we're yeah. clearly not doing that. Like, fuck you. Suck it. We're yeah. clearly, like, clearly not doing First of all, our drivers would quit if they had to haul hot asphalt. It sucks. You got to, like, spray the box with diesel. and yeah. I thought under the silo, and if you pull two inches ahead too fast from the spreader, everyone loses shit on you. Like, it's not a great thing. <laughs> not like a, I guess if you're good at it, it's all right. But it seems wrought with disaster for me, who has trouble paying attention to anything for more than like thirty seconds. So, yeah. 